Today, we raid Area 51 to clap them alien cheeks on Discussion Ready. Hello and welcome to another sexy episode of the podcast. Not going to lie to you. I really am not going to lie to you. This is our take two on on this. DeAndre and I are new to this. We're still working on this mic. Uh, yeah, we're, we're new to this idea of having a real sound system. This is just part of the fun of a live show. We get to uh, fuck up as much as we want. God, I would hate it. Like, take number 10. Yeah. This is our second Dead. time recording this. Um, I don't know if I picked the right mic. <laughs> it's Samson, buddy. We are here. For take three. <laughs> yeah, because I the second time I wasn't sure. You hear your wife downstairs laughing at us. I plugged in the mic. My wife is laughing at us downstairs. <laughs> Many people laughing. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. So. People on the internet are trying to storm Area 51 next month to find out the truth. Will there be aliens? Will there be something special? Or will there be a, just is there just going to be a mass massacre of bodies? Is this our Tiananmen Square? Damn, son. What do you think? I can't take that original idea because someone already brought that up. But oh. um, that was also a meme. Have you seen the memes also with uh, or the Snapchat, fake Snapchats that people have been posting of like these different celebrities saying that they're going to go to? No. Like, they're, they've they just made, like, Keanu Reeves. He's like, I'm in, guys. I'm getting my puppy. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know? I think and, I should go to Area 51. And then, like, Danny DeVito is like, yeah, I want to dip my dong in some I alien like- cheeks or something. <laughs> like, it's just, like, different things. And that then the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, I told you I'd be back. You know, like, different, like, ones. And they're just... It's just growing, and one of them was with of the Chinese president, and he's like, "Hey, if I join in, will you guys forget about what happened in 1989?" <laughs> yeah. Who? What? Who do you think is a celebrity that would actually go? I honestly think Danny DeVito might show up. That <laughs> DeVito's going to be there. Yeah, he's just probably. Um, Danny DeVito would be there. I could believe Sylvester Stallone possibly popping in to be like, "Hey, I'm Sylvester Stallone. Can I just come in?" I feel like Seth Green's going to be there. Seth like, Rogen. I was <laughs> James Franco. Nine years old. James Franco. Oh God, he probably will be there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably there. Right. I'm gonna find some aliens. You're gonna find some aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my buddy Seth, we're gonna go look for aliens. Honestly, maybe the president. <laughs> Donald Trump is gonna be there. He's like, I've never heard of Area 51 before. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is gonna be there. Like until every single alien has health care. We will storm Area 51. We will never stop until they are free Americans like us. <laughs> yeah. With his hands in the air. Yeah. Kamala Harris is going to be there making jokes about how uh, the aliens are going to go to prison if they don't send their kids to school. And like, she'll be on the cops. Yeah, right. She'll be like turning against everybody. She's the Judas. <laughs> <laughs> the Judas of this group is Kamala Harris. Yeah. It was all her fault that this beautiful event where we're going to find out the truth about the universe turned into the darkest day. AOC is just going to be on Twitter the whole time being like, I support everyone that's trying to help the aliens. She's going to be like roasting fucking uh, Dick Cheney while we're going to get actually Dick. Hashtag crew. Hashtag squad. Me and my whole crew were talking about how none of the aliens have proper 
social security. And until you recognize that, we're going to be here to point it out to you. And I'm going to be there retweeting the hell out of it. And Joe Biden's going to be like, I've met with aliens and I've met with the soldiers. And <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I... <laughs> we got common ground here, guys. <laughs> I'm not proud that I met with the soldiers and the aliens. But <laughs> what are you going to do? I, I want to see the aliens. When you're vice president. <laughs> I worked with the soldiers to hide the aliens. <laughs> So everybody's happy, the aliens and the soldiers, because the aliens are trapped and they're hidden away and the soldiers got to hide and trap them away. I worked with them. We're fine. That is a... And then somebody will bring it up and he'll be like, that is a gross characterization of my record. I never once hid the aliens from the people and be like, Joe, you said this yesterday. I bet you there's like info in there. Like everyone's been thinking about like what hidden things could be in there, like tech and aliens and others are like, oh, we're going to find out uh, the truth behind this event, you know, or like mm-hmm. certain things. We're going to find out that Ted Cruz really is the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. He really, like, the file's going to exist in there. Have we talked about that story about Ted Cruz with soup? I don't know. Yeah, this is the thing. So Ted Cruz, when he got married, apparently it's like a tradition in his family or something that he, uh, you buy soup. We may have had this discussion, but not on the on the podcast. Okay. You know what? Keep going with the Area 51 thing. I got to look this up. I don't know. I don't want to say it wrong. You find that soup. Um, But I just like how everyone's like design battle plans on based off of Reddit subreddits. And just like they're like, okay, the Kyles are going to be the front runners. Uh, We're going to have the new Ruta runners come across. (laughs) And then we'll have the Karens. And just like these like and then the normies are up in the hills just waiting to just enter. And then what I think is interesting is as the thing started dying on Reddit, everyone was like, in reality, if you think about it, we'll have the first raid with the Reddit group, but then Instagram will follow behind with a second raid because they'll get everything late because Instagram always like picks up things that Reddit has later. Yes. So I found it. So this is a real thing that happened on Ted Cruz's honeymoon. He bought, I'm sorry, when they got back from their honeymoon, he bought 100 cans of Campbell's Chunky Soup. And Heidi, his wife, woke up in the morning and uh, she was like, what the fuck? And she made him take all the soup back. (laughs) And then she talked to his mom, I'm sorry, her mom, and she said, well, do you plan on cooking? And she was like, you're right. I'm going to go get that soup. What? So she went back to the store and rebought the 100 cans of soup that she made Ted Cruz take back to the store. Why did he buy the 100 cans of soup? I don't know. Because he's the Zodiac Killer. Also, <laughs> Monique, just, my wife, just said that from downstairs because he's the Zodiac Killer. I also don't understand. Like, Could you imagine being the person at the store helping them? And be like, oh, you're Ted Cruz. Why are you buying 100 cans of soup? Don't ask questions. And then like having to return all the soup. Also, you couldn't have kept like five cans at least of the soup. You <laughs> yes, took all of them back. back. That, could you? Uh, she must have been really grossed out. Like yeah. I'm disgusted with you. And then, <laughs> like, it all back. to have your mom convince you to get it back. Oh lord, she, his mom probably her mom probably felt bad for Ted. She probably liked him, and she's like, "Honey, she probably knows that her daughter doesn't know how to cook." She's trying to. <laughs> 
We all know we've t- tried to teach you, but you just are not good at cooking. Speaking of Ted Cruz, my favorite tweet that I've ever seen about him, and I wish I remember who it was. If I can find it, I'll I'll I'll, I'll post to it on our Twitter page or link to it in the description or something. But somebody uh, back when Ted Cruz was running against Beto O'Rourke for the Senate race, somebody tweeted uh, like pros Beto O'Rourke, uh, good politics, good record literally the hottest man alive and then ted cruz it was like cons killed <laughs> several people between the 1960s and early 1970s the internet is a blissful place and just sometimes completely anachronistic in its ways sometimes full of knowledge and fun could you imagine just like taking as it is currently, and going back to like 1776 and being like, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, you need to see this. This is our future. And everyone would be like, what's a meme? A meme. <laughs> that took me a second. And wh- and wh- who's, what is a meme? Who is Ted Cruz? <laughs> what do you think they would think? Well, that's like that's if we could get question. past the tech part, you know, because obviously they're going to spend like a month just looking at the computer and be like, what is yeah. this device? Probably just watching porn. Uh, yeah, oh, honestly, yeah. The, Thomas Jefferson and for like ultimately will end up there. Like, Tom, come on, we gotta ask you questions about what to do with the country. You know like, what, I didn't even think about that. If you were to tie the presidents or in like founding fathers and stuff to their Pornhub searches, what do you think they would search? Mm. I know that uh, Thomas Jefferson would probably find look for orgies. Or no, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin, he'd be all the Ben Franklin would be the nastiest. <laughs> like you look at his <laughs> you, look, you look at his ben, search history. Ben Franklin, oh search Ben. Like, oh, oh, oh Mr. Franklin. <laughs> Call me Uncle company, Franklin. Company laptop. Call me Daddy. Um oh, you, this you, this is a Wendy, sir. Alexander <laughs> Alexander Hamilton would be like cheating. His would be like like the cheating fantasies. Like cuck porn? No. Cuck no, porn? it would be him like him cheating, him cheating on his <laughs> wife. Yeah, he'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, I see you're Yeah, he'd looking up like um, estranged husband stuff. <sighs> George Washington would be like, "No, D- George Washington would be the one who's like, who's your daddy?" Like he'd find. You old, think so? Yeah, who's the father of America? after 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 winning everything after being the British and everything. But before that, he'd probably like do some country looking. Stuff. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, he might be like something country esque. Country. Watch like, like out, out in the pasture in the <laughs> barn, kind of. What? Little Annie Haynes. I'm just an honest farm hand. Abraham Lincoln would look it's up some fault. some wrestling kind of stuff for sure. <laughs> He'd be like wrestling? him, him and Theodore Roosevelt would both look at the like wrestling country like those would be their their search histories. Um, except Theodore would be with Theodore would be with uh something with horses. He'd he'd be around like a barn or something. And then Abraham Lincoln would be like at a cabin.
But um, who else? JFK would definitely have the cheating oh, thing down too. JFK doesn't need porn. <laughs> Dude was all over the place. He would be looking up Russian porn. Russian JFK would be like, I need like to know a, my enemy. His dark. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> the enemy of my the enemy of my enemy. About, you know uh, Trump is looking up at like all the diverse groups. I bet bet you any amount of money, Jimmy Carter just wholesome as can be. Yep. He's he that dude. He's that pure missionary. No, not even that. He's the guy that's on Pornhub, like just post, posting like wholesome things. I mean, like I clean the casting couch. You know, and like Jimmy Carter probably just Google's girl in a bikini. And that's that's it. Doesn't even go to Pornhub. <laughs> like, ah, that's what I like. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh my goodness. Nixon would be like, uh, anything to do with the con <laughs> and power. So he's like one of those guys. That, He'd be responsible for the casting. It's like, it's like he's, he's like one of those guys where he'd watch porn and like everything in, in, in the in the porn film is exactly normal, but at the end she's just like, "Gotcha!" Oh my god! You steal all your money and runs it's like away. Blackmail. Yeah, it's like it's his thing. One of the more <laughs> out of left field conversations yeah. we've had on this podcast. Presidents, tastes. yeah, but I agree 100%. Ben Franklin would be the worst offender, he'd be the creator of it. Nasty Ben, Mm-mm-mm. but Area 51, yes. We had this conversation the first time we recorded this, however, I'm gonna ask you again what do you think is there? Well, oh, we yeah, I can't say what's really there because I just, yeah, <laughs> uh, well, our FBI agent's gonna pop up on screen and be like. Take it down now. <laughs> we just would just be like, why don't you come on the podcast? <laughs> just debunk it. Tell you what. Don't disappear us. Come on a podcast. Um, I think it's well, it is experimental tech for sure. I feel like it's Air Force, new tech for Air Force, or like to test out. Like it's not built there. It's just I honestly feel like it's kind of pretty boring. Their day to day is probably kind of mundane because they're in the middle of the desert. Not doing much, except flying, and then whatever else like they prep for. You know what I thought about, and I heard the I heard Bob Lazar actually say this, which is what made me start thinking about it. What if what's there is alien technology, but there's no aliens? Like what if like things that were discovered in the past that are yeah. hidden now? Yeah, like what if we found them in like ice or something? Or a, a dig somewhere that none of us ever knew about. Because like the Transformers? Yeah, exactly. The secret is they've been here for a long, long time. <laughs> I was trying to think of an Optimus Prime line. He doesn't really have any iconic lines other than Autobots. What are you talking about? Everything that comes out is supposed to be icon. It's supposed one to be. shall rise, one shall fall. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one of his lines is in the Bumblebee. Bumblebee. My favorite one of his lines is in the third movie. Sam. 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 No, Sam because, Witwicky. Because in the third movie, he's he, he's supposed he's supposed to be the good guy, but he says stuff all the time where you're like, what? It's like like in the third movie. Well, because Sentinel Prime shows up and yeah. that's where he's like, my master. And you think that you think that he they're dead. You think the Autobots are dead. And they show up 
after you think they're dead and they kill a Decepticon and Optimus Prime is like, kill them all. And he's like, we will kill them all. Oh, yeah. And it's like, can't like, talk to him? Nope. <laughs> just gonna... I mean, granted, they're about to destroy almost all of Chicago and the world. So That's true. I mean, there's no time to like, he was pissed. You know, he learned that his mentor was actually not the best guy. No, Optimus Prime. <laughs> And then, like, just each one has gotten, like... Fucking Megatron. The most recent one, I I guess, has some redeemable qualities based off the others, but... Okay, I have a question about Transformers. As DeAndre knows, I slept through about a third of the most recent Transformers movie. Not Bumblebee. The The last night. Yeah, the last night. So I still need to watch it. Actually, I have a a thing on Bumblebee, because when I was flying... I think back from Rome. Mm-hmm. Well, both going and back. I tried. I was I was going to play it, but like my headphones, I was like, you can't listen to it on these like crappy headphones. Yeah, like you got to listen it to at a better quality. But I did see kind of the opening, and it is very. I like where they went with it. Okay. Like the uh, but going to what you're saying, and then we'll go into this. No, I was going to say. So maybe they answered it in the movie, and I was just asleep during that part of the movie. But how the hell did Galvatron turned back into Megatron. No, they didn't. Then that's just, just not. Just, they don't not care. They're just like, nope, he's Megatron again. They're like no one's gonna care. They're just like, yeah, it's he's, a waste of time. He's coming for his like crew. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah. at the end of the fourth one, the fucking creepy ass Galvatron sneaks off into the trees, and he's like, I'll come back for you. <laughs> and then and the next movie, it's Megatron, again. and he's all he's pixelated. Like, that I'm weird Megatron. like transforming pixelation thing that it does. Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't talk about that. They just like acknowledge that they made a mistake. <laughs> it's like the fourth one never happened. And the awful John Goodman Autobot is still there. I like that Autobot. I hate him <laughs> so much. And the Samurai one. Why? I don't know. The first movie, the Autobots were dope. You had uh, Ratchet. You. I'm had... so upset that Jazz had to go in the first Jazz, movie. Jazz, that was sad. What was the name of the the one with the with the machine guns? And then they killed Ironhide and. Ironhide. And Ratchet in, like, the third one. Yeah, and you got Bumblebee. Oh, oh another character that so just, like, layout. snuck back in that was definitively dead because we saw him was Barricade. Barricade's back. Oh, yeah. He's he's just there. Um, but Bumblebee, I think, is trying to... I haven't seen the whole thing, but the opening mm-hmm. is the war in Cybertron. Like, before they leave yeah. off onto Earth. Um, and it's just, like... Everything that I wanted it to be on, like that whole battle, because up until this point we got like you know little tidbits of the fighting and like, but not very much about the war. Um, but this one just like drops you right in the middle of it, and like, but it is kind of weird because it's like they're introducing every character, so Optimus Prime doesn't know who Bumblebee is because Bumblebee like is a new recruit or something, and he's like, or I don't know, they're just like they're all coming together and. Then uh, Optimus is like, I'm sending you to Earth. And Bumblebee's like, what? And he's like, you're going to Earth with this. You got to go. <laughs> and he's like, I'll take care of this. I'll hold them off. Like, And it's just like epic and intense. And then they like, he goes off, gets sent off to Earth. Um, mm. And then the next scene is like John Cena and company in the forest <laughs> um, in an intense like 
military operation and then like they shoot someone and it's paintballs. So they're next, like doing a paintball training exercise. The next scene is John Cena walking around New York like Oh I'm sorry. The next scene is you World don't Americans. see anybody. You don't see there's a like the camera follows this emptiness for some reason. But then it shows all these other people around. But then they like respond to nothing for some reason. The soldiers are there and they're like, Sir, what do we do? And there's nothing there. Cool. And you don't know why because you haven't seen the rest of the movie. Yeah, because you can't see him. Because it's John Cena. It's John Cena. Because it's John Cena. That's probably how everybody responds when John Cena walks in. Oh, that feel. Could you imagine everyone's like, did someone say something? <laughs> what, is, what do we do? <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's a training exercise, and then all of a sudden, like Bumblebee crashes into into the field, and they have a real threat now. And so, the literally, they they engage right away. Like they, John Cena's like. I need you get out of here now, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, go after Bumblebee. And then he, like, escapes somehow. But that's as far as I got. Do you remember when the internet was, like, obsessed with John Cena for a minute there? Yeah. Like, he was when really... celebrities. He was really famous for, obsessed like... Obsessed with Keanu this summer. A long time. Yeah, Keanu's the new fixation. Which I think is overdue, because Keanu Reeves... Duke Kaboom. Best believe I punched Keanu Reeves. What? And it was way better than anything. Excuse me. Speed. It's from Always Be My Maybe. I do want a Speed 3. I haven't seen Speed. Now that they're doing a uh, final Bill and Ted, I want a Speed 3. You haven't seen Speed? See, that's a, some things I just don't think need sequels. You don't need to see Speed 2. Why? why Everyone we, can avoid Speed 2. Why is there going to be a Bill and Ted 3? I don't know, because there was an idea. Why was, there, why was there another Dumb and Dumber movie like two years ago that no one liked? There was an idea. Years ago, to bring a group of extraordinary individuals. There was an idea. That could remake. do the things that we could not. <laughs> the Avengers. Hey. You know what we need another movie? You know what I want a sequel of? What? Indian in the Cupboard. I want Indian in the Cupboard too. Well, if we're speaking of that, I want I want Small Soldiers too. I want, I want a crossover film where... Omri from Indian in the Cover. Yeah, you remember his name? <laughs> his name. Where he finds the Gorgonites and then introduces them to the cowboy from... Small soldiers? From... Yeah, no, the Gorgonites are the, the peaceful race from small soldiers. I want a crossover where Omri introduces them to... Uh, I don't remember his name. To the cowboy from from from... Indian in the cupboard, and they create a peaceful utopia for all of those beings that come through the cupboard or are brought to life somehow. What? <laughs> this is, this uh, is what we I, uh, need in cinema at this point. Well, we were talking about it, the, not me and you, but I think it was me and Riley. Um, we were talking about, like, because Disney's doing this whole thing of live action remakes, what if, what happens when they get to the Pixar side of things? Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine a live action Toy Story? Would it play like Toy Soldiers, or would it play like uh, Indian in the Cupboard? Mm. Like, would the toys just be CG'd while the people around them are real, or would it be like everybody's real? We just put them in a giant background and make we'll them look like little toys. Tim Allen running around. <laughs> That's Buzz Lightyear. Also, speaking of Toy Story four, they and Buzz like Buzz kind of got relegated to like the back of the movie. 
Did not see that. Will not see that. How yeah. was it? It was it was a good end to the series. If they want to end it here, they can end it here. Like the third one was a good end, but this one also finishes off some like untied loose ends. But for the most part, this is a, a good send off for the characters. Did they bring back Bo Peep? Yeah, she's okay. she's a good point like in the movie. Okay, maybe I'll have to watch. She's a strong point in the movie. Um, I was pissed when they got rid of her. I well, like, why? It's basically the point of the fourth film. Does Witty not deserve to be happy? It's basically the point of the fourth film. Are you serious? Yeah. That's exactly what, like, that could have been the tagline of the movie. Does Woody not deserve to be happy? And I'm not saying this. Like. I don't I don't know why I'm act, acting like I have this huge stake in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to see it either way. Forky is a very interesting character they decide to put in there, too. Forky? Yeah. So, you know, you saw the third one, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Bonnie, her, the new owner, like, makes a new toy at school. And it's Dish. just a bunch of trash put together. And it's. <laughs> A spork, but she calls it Forky, and it's her new toy that she like loves dearly. Um, this movie sounds terrible. It's it's not. It's really good. <laughs> it's very. There's a horror aspect too, and now I want to like a Pixar like horror film would be really cool. You know what though? Ever since Jurassic World two, I'm very skeptical every time someone tells me there's a horror element to a movie that's not supposed to be horror. It works in this. Pixar doesn't okay. fail, but. Pixar failed, but not as poorly as <laughs> Jurassic World. Um, but yeah, no, it, it finishes off things, and it, it's a good end of the series. But Buzz is kind of dumb in it. He he like reverted back to being his character in like the first the film first huh. a little bit, and it was kind of annoying. Um, but That's yeah, annoying. onward to uh, Bandersnatch. <laughs> I see the Wubby has returned. The Wubby is back, y'all. Um, Bandersnatch. So DeAndre watched Bandersnatch. For those of you that don't know, Bandersnatch was the um, <clears throat> interactive, um, like, what is it, like an hour long? It's an hour. Oh, okay, so it, t- the time frame of it's kind of weird because it is – on officially it says an hour and 30 minutes mm-hmm. but because of way the way you play it could be way longer yeah, it could be short or long depending on how you go for it and you know how you have like the little resume bar mm-hmm. that shows you how far the movie or whatever you are yeah in it so mine i've only got a good chunk of it like so which means there's still more that i could open up wow in the thing but it's amazing yeah um bandersnatch is an episode, technically an episode of Black Mirror that came out like in December, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. In like, in... It feels like super recent. Interim. Yeah, I know. Um, and then the new season showed up in the summer with three new episodes. But Bandersnatch is a basically a pick-your-own-adventure episode where you guide the character through certain decisions and it ends up either looping you back or you keep going forward until you end up hitting a certain end that you want or the ending that it ends with. And ultimately some of the endings rate your game based off like from a zero to a five. So 
you can get like a, a zero out of five because the game's crap because you did you made a decision that affected you making the game a certain way um or you can get like a five out of five because you go down this whole path and it makes it super brilliant but it's just kind of like crazy your decision choices on the character and which which way you take it and which way you want to end the show but it's really really good what would you say to people that are hesitant about playing it because they don't like video games play the puss in boots one i'm i'm talking about me play the puss in boots one okay the netflix has a they started this interactive thing like a few years back and they have one for i think puss in boots i don't know if they still have it up but it was you made the choices between either one but what are you asking no i just i, I it was interesting but i didn't end up doing it because I'm not a video game person. And so I didn't, I didn't, I just wanted to watch it. Like I didn't want to participate. Yeah. Well, it's not really like a video game. Like it's really easy. You either hit yes or no, pretty much just pick a decision. Um, but it's interesting cause it, it delves into the novel cause it's initially based off a book in the, in the show called Bandersnatch and it's a pick your own adventure novel. And you're kind of following that path of what the book is like, it's kind of, it, the show keeps you interested, you know, at first it kind of starts out slow. It's like black mirror, you know, it starts off, where is this going to go? And then as you start delving into it, you're like, Oh, now I need to know where this is going to end. Mm. So you kind of push forward of it. I mean, if you do like certain people probably did and pick like terrible choices, they ultimately keep getting looped back and it gets boring after a while. Cause you kept getting sent back and sent back and you're like, do this again, do this again, you know? But if if you're like me, I didn't end up really getting much of those. I was able to go through the story and make decisions and push forward and avoid having to loop back too many times. So, so you feel like it's um, like it's well thought out enough that people can play it a lot without getting bored. Oh, for sure. Like I played it for a very long time until I we I just got tired. Nice. And we all like kind of just went to bed after that. But it, yeah, you can, because you want to see where else other points go. Because there's like a really trippy side to it or a very linear, like boring side. Like you choose the story. So they gave you plenty of different endings to choose from. So either you're going to make it really boring for yourself or very entertaining based mm-hmm. on your choices. Yeah. It seems like something that would have to be pretty extensively researched. Yeah, like. and I definitely. Oh, and in the in the show too, like you have that like sense mm-hmm. because in the game he's trying to create this the similar like thing in his video game where you make decisions that lead down a certain pathway that lead to a certain end, and okay. so basically he's doing all these research and struggling with anxiety and depression and all this stuff at the same time trying to figure out these storylines and kind of makes him go a little crazy yeah and depending on like which paths you go lead to a certain game at the end or a certain end to the story but it's it's on you like you get to just you decide Mm -hmm. for yourself how you want to experience this yeah 
and it's so smooth because it's not like a, a pause and play thing. Like the episode continues as your decision to make. So like the, the choices will pop up on screen and it'll be like, uh, let's say like throw T on computer or destroy computer and you select one of them, but it doesn't pause like the episode, the episode's still going as you make that decision. So ultimately once you selected it, it goes seamlessly into that, whatever choice you made. And then you continue on from there. And it's just like a normal episode, but unless you hit a point where like it loops you back to this uh, computer screen and then it's, it gives you two options of places you can go back to, like certain scenes that you can make a different decision on that will lead you down a different path. Mm -hmm. It's very, very interesting. And you were saying that you've never used one of those choose your own adventure books that it's based on? Oh, yeah. Like the first thing I never like came across was Neil Patrick Harris's like choose your adventure, own adventure like years ago. The first one I found. The first one I found was a Animorphs Choose Your Own Adventure. Interesting. Yeah. Animorphs. I read the hell Never out of those read. Books. Never read. They, they were so much fun as a kid. I mean, they were surprisingly dark. There are about, there are literally, so there's 54. Of them. Well, you know, the author went crazy, right? And like, killed his spouse. What? Yeah. Like, her spouse? Yeah, because they were like, writing these books and it kind of made them go crazy. You're lying to me. No, that's the story of Bandersnatch. Oh. <laughs> so don't tell me about that, but A.K. Applegate. She, she didn't go crazy and hurt her husband. Her husband's an author, too. He wrote a series of books called Gone. I read the first one in high school. It was really good. But, um, no, those books were about, like, teenagers who are given... I don't even think people understand the full plot of the of, of the books and like how trippy it is and how crazy it is that this was attractive to teenagers the plot i'm attractive to teenagers i'm sorry that, that sounds is, weird that is not good and no it's not the plot of animorphs is that there is an alien race of slugs that are called yerks y-e-e-r-k-s sounds like quirks yeah and they crawl into your brain through your ear and it's like they, the Hulu alien when they first started. Yeah. And um, they control, they wrap around your brain and then they have control over you like, like a video game. And so they've done this to like about half the planet on uh, half of earth. And they've conquered several other planets throughout the, uh, the universe. And so what the Animorph story is, is one of the planets that is fighting the Yerks. They're called Andalites. They look like a mix between a human and a horse and a scorpion. You can Google these things. Google Andalite. Anybody who's listening, Google Andalite. A-N-D-A-L-I-T-E. Google it. Look at it. I read, I read dozens of books about these things. The Andalites, one of them crashes on Earth. And as he dies, he gives five teenagers, five teenagers. He doesn't give them weapons. He doesn't give them technology. He doesn't give them, like, knowledge. He gives them the ability to transform into animals by touching animals. And he's like, this is how you're going to fight the Yerks that have already taken over half the species. And that's what the series is about, is they touch animals and turn into them. And then they like go into places where the Yerks are like 
you know, about to like take over a politician or like trying to take over a school or something. And they turn into gorillas and they like fight. Them. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. And there's a character in the Animorphs that's called the Elemist. And you find out like halfway through the book that the whole story of Animorphs is part of a cosmic game of chess between the Elemist, who's this like ancient alien creature that developed like godlike powers over the course of history and he's like the and the, the animorphs are like his side of the chessboard and the other side of the chessboard is the yurks and they're being controlled by some other cosmic being and all everything that happens in the universe is a battle between the elemist and this other creature i forget what it's called and you just find that out like halfway through the series and there's a book about the elemist which i read called the elemist <laughs> and then like at some point, I'm pretty sure that like goes away and they just focus on the fact that the battles between the Animorphs and the Yurks. There's 54 books. 54 books were written about this. And one of the characters dies in the last book. One of the girls. They're for like elementary school age kids. I mean, if you've gone that far in the series, you should be okay with that by now. Yeah, that's true. I just, every time I have an opportunity to talk about Animorphs, I have to tell everyone the whole plot because... I think about sometimes, like, you know, I was reading them as a kid, and I was like, this is normal, this is a cool sci-fi story, but, like, everything I just said out loud, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. How was, and I know so many people that read them. It was just a part of my life. Are, are we sure Animorphs exist? Is this not one of your other Kazam things? You mean a uh, Mandela effect? Yeah. The Animorphs. Could you imagine the Animorphs are Mandela? The effect? whole series like doesn't exist. There really is no Animorphs. Oh was, my god! There was just Goosebumps. Yeah, there was that's one, all you remember. Yeah, there was one Goosebump book that had a kid turning into an animal, and people invented a whole series about it in their minds. I'm scared. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> Animorphs exist. I'm sure Animorphs exist. <laughs> um, but speaking of Black Mirror, going back on Black Mirror, I've been catching up on season five, and I know you. Yeah, I read, watched one or two of them. I watched the first two. I haven't seen the third episode yet. Ashley O, who has a popular song right now, and it's uh, Miley Cyrus, right? Yeah, as a, a Hannah Montana caricature. Yeah, but we were talking about dueling vipers and DeAndre striking vipers. Striking vipers. <laughs> striking vipers. Good, right? Mine was much more and smithereens. Spot but on. The theme of the- striking vipers. I really liked. I did too. I thought it was a really fascinating study of like we talk a lot about virtual reality and what it's going to look like. And it's, it was a really interesting way that they were talking. I felt like they were talking about monogamy, but it was a really interesting way to look at it and to look at monogamy and to look at male friendship and to look at like sexuality. But they, they used the virtual reality game as a tool to do that, which is like my favorite thing about sci-fi. The, the fact that you can talk about things in the world, but you use like a cool concept to make it happen. Yeah. Well, and like, I do like that they kind of brought a tech back from one of the earlier episodes, which was uh, USS Callister, mm. um, which is the whole like, set up to put on your on your head mm-hmm. except that you i don't think you injected it but you just like put it on your and you got sent into the game and actually uss callister had 
the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. She was the main. What was her name? She was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Striking Vipers for that, like, aspect of, like, going into a virtual world. And, like, if you were in Street Fighter or or Mortal Kombat, and, like, obviously they make these characters, like, hypersexualized. Like, obviously you're going to be, like, into, like, doing some freaky stuff with those characters. Kristen Milioti. Yeah. Incredibly underrated actress. And you're going to have, like, those moments. Like, especially when you have, like, certain fighting skills. You could literally, like, jump into the air and start having sex in the mid in midair. And just, like, this wild shit going on. And they kind of touch on that a little bit in, like, because they, like, kind of fight, but it's just, like, sexually. Yeah. But it was so interesting that the first thing that happens as soon as they, like, connect into the game is, like, they're trying it out. And then they do kind of fight. And then all of a sudden they're, like, getting it on. And I, I like the the moment of, like, uh, I think it was Anthony Mackie's character asking in the game. He's like, how does it feel for you, like, you know, as a girl? And and I never, I didn't even think about that, like, because he's a guy on the outside, but a girl in the game. And, like, they're, like, doing it in the game. So, like, the sensation would be different for you as a guy, as the girl character. It's interesting to think about the fact that that is conceivably something that can happen in the future. Is that something that people can experience in virtual reality? Yeah, I mean, it leave it to humans to like literally like, hey, we have virtual reality and augmented reality, and what's like what follows right behind like creating this stuff with the video games and stuff, porn, like, well, like of course, that whole industry like yeah. builds upon that too. Yeah, it kind of just like falls with it um but yeah it is very interesting the fact and like even ready player one had a similar thing but they had like a bodysuit and you can feel the sensations of like touch and like punches and stuff like that or gunshots but i don't i'm how would it i just can't even think about like if that was to happen like striking vipers like a guy playing one of the female characters and then they just so happen to get it on with one of the other characters. How would that feel? Well, I mean, that's the crazy thing about virtual reality is that presumably they can simulate, you know, if it's possible to simulate um, physical sensation, you could conceivably, you know, simulate nearly any physical sensation. So, It'd be possible, you know, because you don't have a game body. You have a game, you have your human body, which is perceiving the game uh, sensory motor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the dynamics. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Like it's hard to, to conceptualize the fact that that's something that would be possible in a game like for people to experience a sexual dimension previously unknown to them without having to physically alter their bodies, you know, like they would just be able to experience it in this virtual world. That's what I like about black mirror is just like, it's very twilight zoney, but like it's possible. Like certain things like could happen in this sense. You know, yeah, 
Well, that's what I think is cool about Black Mirror is the fact that it takes like technological advancements that we've made or that we might potentially make and just like plays with it. Like, what, what about this? What about this? Like, how are we going to work with this? How's this going to happen? What if this happened? Freaks me out sometimes, but it's really cool. Yeah, me too. I, for me, one of the most powerful episodes has always been the one about the mother who like sees everything that her daughter is doing. Have you seen that one? Uh, Archangel. Yeah. Yeah, she like, when she's like two years old because she gets lost or something. Mm-hmm. And then she has this like system put into her. That was a good episode because like as she got older and like invasion of privacy and stuff and like the mom was just got, was just couldn't let it go. Yeah. You know, and then she kind of like beat her mom within the inch of her life with the tablet and just like ran away. It was wild. I also love the Star Trek episode. The Callister one? Yeah. I like it better than any Star Trek thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that was, a, I didn't expect that episode to be, I thought it was going to be when they did the promos and stuff for it. I thought it was actually just a, a sci-fi episode. That's what I thought. I didn't expect it to be like, he goes into the game. It was really interesting that he could copy them, you know, and mm-hmm. just put them in the game. And then he like just created it the way he wanted to. Yeah. I, I think I like the aspect of that because the idea like they were enclosed on their own like special system. Um, and like he created them in their own fashion and stuff. And like, uh, what's her name? That actress, Kristen Milioti. She, yeah, she. I, she, I loved her in this because of like how like powerful her character was, and like one of my favorite parts was like, um, when they're talking about like how they can't have sex because they don't have body parts, and <laughs> yeah. and that's like, unless she's like, Brad, like, that's that's crossing the line, like, <laughs> um, and like it just drives her, but. And then after they break out of that world, just the fact that they broke out of their little self-contained world into this expansive universe of a game, basically like no man's land or no man. What I can't even remember what no man's sky. Yeah. I think. Um, And you just, you have this massive world of just different areas you can explore and like, you're basically, you can do whatever you want now. Like, yeah, just go travel around the world and just. I love that concept. And they're like NPCs in the game, but they actually like are real. I think my favorite episode of all time, though, is the one um, about the simulations, where like they they're dating, and then the two it's like, it's like the couple like they, they they go on a date, but then they're like, oh, but it looks like we don't we're not going to end up together. Like it's not going to work out because of the cal- this this. this oh, uh, oh. I just watched Algorithm. that. Recently. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they have their little device and they check the expiration date and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's 32 hours. Yeah, exactly. Or two years. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like that one because of that like concept of like, oh, you'll know exactly when. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it like plays with it because it's like, oh, but actually the simulation is like, we see how many times you'll break the rules and like run away together. And it's like ninety nine point eight percent of the yeah. time, this person you will you will choose to be with. And in the simulation, it's nine hundred ninety eight rebellions out of a thousand. Yeah, and that's like what gives you the match. Exactly. Well, I thought that was really cool because then, as soon as they pull out, it's just on their phone, and it's like a Tinder match. Exactly. That's the first time they meet. Yeah. Like you just upload all your information, and then they like meet each other for the first time, and they know that they would like run away with each other in this crazy dystopian world. 
and like I like but like they know each other within the simulation like mm-hmm. they've experienced yeah I like that really much very much but also at the same time it was kind of interesting because the system was like your match has been found you'll meet mm-hmm. them tomorrow blah 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 and they're like in order to do this you can have one fair final farewell and she like she's like I choose Frank you know yeah. and like that's kind of obvious. Like, oh, that's gonna so. That's be. who you should be with. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, how do you know that's not what the computer was saying? Like, yeah. you're gonna meet your match. It's whoever you decided to like pick. You know. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, let's ignore it. Like, I'm supposed to meet my match soon. Like, let's just ignore it and run off. You know. Yeah. But that's your match. It like worked out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super interesting. But that was, I yeah, that was really cool. It it was kind of interesting the concept of. That idea of, like, you'll get to know the different, like, the time, though. Yeah. Like, you're going to date this person for two years, and then, or, like, one of the characters in it, he's like, I've had a, several different, I've been here, I've done this for a while now, and I find it easiest just to, like, have sex just to get it over with and, like, see how compatible we'd be, but, you know, it's just, like, the different characters that exist, um, or the other one that's just, like, she's super uptight. And like, <laughs> yeah, they're that they're with each other for a year, yeah. And she's like, Ugh. and he's like, well, we'll try to make the best of it, you know. And <laughs> they they like hate each other, and then they're like, okay, we're we'll, we'll probably not gonna be there that long. They like are like, okay, we're together for a year. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like kind of do this for a year. So funny. Like, could you imagine having getting that guesswork out of it? Yeah. But then when he has like the five year relationship, but then he ruins it because he decided to peek at it and then it goes down to like 12 hours yeah and ruined like a five-year relationship down to like a 12 year 12 hour like oh that scene is so devastating yeah i know i was like oh man but then in the end they still like run off together you know yeah and they've actually done it like hundreds of times yeah yeah anyway black mirror amazing show very very if you haven't seen it like it's definitely something to check out if you're into what if tech and, like, what if this happened in your world? And on a similar note, in terms of the romance, I watched, finally, the other night, I, I watched uh, Your Name, the anime film. I know. I've been on a serious anime kick lately. You should watch it. It's essentially about, like, it's about a similar type of story. It's about um, a, a dude and a girl and they switch bodies throughout the course of the movie and they get to know each other better by switching bodies. And then there's a twist in the middle of the movie, which spoilers. um, It turns out that her town was destroyed three years ago. And so the twist is that like, they're actually at different points in time. They're not at the same time. They don't realize this. And so he has to find a way he, to, when he, he goes in her body one more time and he has to find a way to prevent the and town. this is an anime? Yeah. To prevent everyone in the town from being killed, including her, so that he can see her again. I feel like this is an episode of Black Mirror or something like Bastion I saw. I feel like I've seen this. Well, it's kind of similar to uh, The Lake House. Okay. But um, the stakes are kind of like higher because it's like if, if he doesn't save everyone in the town, the town will be destroyed by a meteorite and she'll die. Whereas I think in um, the lake house, it's, the twist is just like, it's just going to be she dies. 
because it's a similar amount of time. I think it's six years or something in the, in the Lake House. Could be wrong. I'm definitely going to check it out. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, I had been recommended to me by a bunch of people. The animation is like beautiful. It's like it was a lot deeper and more touching than I thought it would be. Like I knew it was going to be a good movie just based on the trailers alone because, it, the, like I said, the animation is gorgeous. But, yeah, it like it hit me uh, in ways I was not expecting. Similar to this episode of Black Mirror that we're discussing, because it's all about like what, like what, what is this thing that makes people stay together or like keep going back to each other? Like, is there something almost metaphysical going on there where you are drawn to a certain person because you sense that there's like a, th there's the potential for a real bond there? Yeah, deep. Deepness. I don't know. I was talking because when we were doing all this stuff, like Riley kind of got pulled into watching Black. He doesn't. He's never watched Black Mirror, but he's seen like now a few episodes, and he's just like not really into it. But he's like, "Why is it called Black Mirror?" And like, it's because it's a reflection of our world, but in a darker like sense. Mm -hmm. Just because it's it's a reflect. It's like if I was looking through a, a mirror, mm -hmm. but like. And the other side, it's something different, Darkness. which kind of it's covered in Bandersnatch too. Like he goes, there's a point where you can go through, yeah, a mirror and like travel into something else. It's an amazing show. We're lucky to be alive while it's while it's happening. Yes, and I hope it continues on in this format. I like when they do like they don't do like a mass amount of like episodes. You know, they can take their time with it and add a few episodes each season. Be like, cool, here's these next few episodes, you know, and they have a good team that like has some very good creative ideas on tech and definitely just like what they think of. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of discussion ready. Goodbye. You can review the podcast on iTunes. Helps us grow. Helps us make merchandise. Speak closer to the microphone. Helps us get Mark Duplass on the show. Get Mark. Damn it, with you in this. Go visit readypodstore.com if you want some gear. That doesn't exist yet, but uh, if you review the podcast, it might exist. One day. Eventually. <laughs> Tell put, us what you want. Put our face on a mug for you. We will carve our faces into crystal salt lamps. Whoa. And mail them to you so you can have a DeAndre lamp in your room. Oh my god. That would be one of the weirder <laughs> things to be having in someone's room. It's like my face in someone's room. I think that sounds so lovely. Oh, thank you. Alright, guys. Hope everybody's having a good week. Hope you're staying cool, drinking lots of water. And staying healthy. Working out. Getting ripped. Accomplishing your dreams. Journaling. Making a vision board. Making millions, buying a yacht, getting paper, making that bread, and a yacht, a yacht, 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 yacht. Bye, bye.